Good morning on May 19th, 2020. Once again, <clears throat> we have another segment or episode of Maybe It's a Good Time to Listen. And this episode is simply called More. More. Lord, I need more of you. More spirit, more knowledge, more wisdom, more perseverance, more courage, an active faith, a peaceful mind, and whatever you promise to give me in your word. St. Matthew chapter 5 verse 6 from the NIV says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So I want to encourage you to keep pressing on the Lord. And as long as you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you will be filled. Now, do I want more material things? No. Do I need validation from people? No. Do I wish for more compliments on achievements or possessions? No. So what do you mean by all that? Well, some of do I want more material things? No. Some people are so hungry after material things, they're just chasing everything that they see. The eye is never satisfied with seeing nor is the ear we're hearing. But the eye is never satisfied with seeing. It always wants more. I don't need more material things. I remember, uh, I was like, well, I still kind of like, if I go to a store, I like the uh, kitchen appliances, you know, the mixes and the blenders and the uh, different food processes and all that kind of stuff. And, so was, and then after and the juicer, I think I had a juicer too. And then after a while, I realized I, put, I kept putting all stuff in the basement and never used it again. Well, the blender I still have upstairs, the food processor I still have upstairs. But you can like something, and just because it looks good, you say, I want it. And then you get it and you use it once or twice. Now, the juicer I got was real was kind of expensive and complicated. By the time you use it, you had to do so much cleaning and taking this part out and that part out. I was like, oh, forget this. So I don't use it anymore. So it's sitting down here somewhere. I'm down in the basement now. It's sitting down here somewhere. Oh, yeah, well, it's over there. I don't know how many years it's been since I used that thing. So you can want material things, but it don't mean nothing. Material things are not going to get you into heaven. They don't, they don't make you any closer to God. You know, other people may compliment you on them, but so what? It doesn't mean nothing. You can't take it with you when you go. Excuse me, notice here, you hold behind a hearse. When somebody's going to the cemetery, that's it. Can't take it with you. Now, do I need validation from people? No. 
Yeah, so many young young people have said this one statement. I used to hate when they used to say this, and I might still be saying it now. Millennials and maybe some, and some older people too. <coughs> Excuse me. They say, "Oh, don't judge me." I can't stand that. Don't judge me. Listen, what, you looking for validation from people? Paul said in Romans, it's a very small thing if you judge me. I don't care if you judge me. And that goes for me too. I don't care if you judge me. I don't need validation from people. I need it from God. I don't need it from anybody walking around here. So do you need validation from people? No. You shouldn't want validation from people either. They don't like you, they don't like you. If they make up stuff about you, they make up stuff about you. Welcome to the welcome to the uh the followers of Christ. Faith. Welcome to the race. That's what's gonna happen. And if you're not saved, you still don't need validation from people. Just let it be. Cause man doesn't man and woman don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. Now, do I wish more compliments on achievements or possessions? No. Some people spend a whole bunch of money to try and improve their their house and their front yard, their backyard, their inside of the house. Get the bathroom done, get the, the bedroom done, get the living room done. Just they can get a bunch of compliments. Oh, this looks so nice. Okay, you guys a compliment. Now what? You're $20,000 in the hole, or thirty or $50,000 in the hole, for all the improvements you made in your house. And then you're going to get compliments? Then that's it. You're still $50,000 down, or out if you spent it already. <clears throat> in other words, if you paid for it already. You're still, you're still out of that amount of money. And what you do for compliments? Who cares if I come to you or not? You're still who you are. Now, please just give me more, Jesus. Help me to see the positive thing, Lord, that you're already doing. You know, the souls are being saved all over the world that we don't know about. The world may be falling apart, but Lord, it's not like you didn't warn us. Nor is it that you didn't tell us what true joy is. True joy, not happiness. Because happiness is based on emotions. But society and the world have chosen logic over supernatural excuse me, over supernatural grace. And because of such, this warning from Isaiah is still hangs over the world. Isaiah chapter 24, verse 1 to 6b in LT. Look, the Lord is about to destroy the earth and make it a vast wasteland. He devastates the surface of the earth and scatters the people, priests and lay people, servants and masters, maids and mistresses, buyers and sellers, lenders and borrowers, bankers and debtors. None will be spared. Earth will be completely emptied and looted. The Lord has spoken.
The earth mourns and dries up, and the land wastes away and withers. Even the greatest people on earth waste away. The earth suffers for the sins of its people, for they have twisted God's instructions, violated his laws, and broken his everlasting covenant. Therefore, a curse consumes the earth. His people must pay the price for their sin. Now let's go back a little bit. <clears throat> he was like, oh, I want to hear the Lord's about to destroy the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fire and brimstone. Who cares if it's fire and brimstone? It's still going to happen. The Lord's about to destroy the earth and make it a vast wasteland. He devastates the surface of the earth and scatters his people. Did he do that already? No, he didn't do that yet. Well, who's the, well, who's the people that he's going to scatter? Well, you got priests and lay people. So that means people in ministry and people sitting in the pews. Servants and masters. You can be a servant. Now, don't freak out over the word master, okay? It's me. <clears throat> It says servants and masters. I ain't talking about slaves and masters now. Servants is a much better word. You do have people who, rich people who have servants. You can't do nothing about that. So he's saying people who don't seem important, who are serving, and people who have all the money, them too. So every, in other words, everybody's in the same boat. You can't escape. Maids, the same thing here. Maids and mistresses. The maid is like the servant to the mistress. That's how it used to be, you know, back in back in the day. Buyers and sellers. Doesn't matter if you bought something. Doesn't matter if you sell something. Lenders and borrowers. For us today, well, so it's just like bankers and debtors, which is the next one. It's just like somebody loaning you money. You can be the, the one who loans the money. Or you can be the one <clears throat> who receives the money as a loan. You're in the same boat. He said none will be spared. That's the whole point. It doesn't matter if you, you think you're a high person or you have, if you have low self-esteem. Everybody's going to be in the same boat. But we have to go back to God to avoid this. He said the earth will be completely emptied and looted. Completely emptied. The last time it was completely empty was the flood. It hasn't happened since then, so you know it hasn't happened yet. The Lord has spoken. That means you better listen. I better listen. We all better listen. The earth mourns and dries up. Sure enough, it's coming. And the land wastes away and withers. Even the greatest people on earth wastes away. So it doesn't matter if you're a big-time celebrity, a big-time whatever, billionaire, whatever. Even the greatest people on earth waste away. It doesn't make any difference what kind of title you hold, how important you think you are. This goes for the so-called royal family in England. Everybody. The earth suffers for the sins of its people. For they have twisted God's instructions. And that goes for about, over, since civilization, about 6,000 years or more, and more, and more. He violated laws, yes, and broken his everlasting covenant. 
God made the covenant with Israel, to Abraham, and they didn't pay any mind. God made his covenant through Jesus Christ today, and people still not paying any mind. Therefore, a curse consumes the earth. Its people must pay the price for their sin. Well, I don't have to pay the price for my sin because I'm saved now. Very good. Nobody's talking about you. If you're saved, it's wonderful. You've skipped this curse. Well, you skipped paying the price for your sin. But there's a lot of people who have not accepted Jesus Christ. And they're still going to pay a price for their sin. Listen, just face facts. Everybody's not going to get saved. All we can do is put the word out there and hope that people are listening. You can't force feed this gospel to anybody. You can just present it, give it to them, and pray that they accept it in Jesus' name. I heard from yesterday that uh, from a preacher, Francis Chan, and it's like, what's going to initiate the power of God moving? For one thing, people need to see that the church is together and that they love one another. Because he said, that's how men are going to know that you're my disciples, for the love you have one for another. So the church has love for each other beyond anything people have ever seen. It's going to initiate the power of God to move on that unsafe person's behalf. But the church has got to get themselves together. We can't be fighting and bickering like the world does and then expect them to come to Jesus. It's not going to happen. I have 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 7 in the NIV. Along the same lines of what I just read from Isaiah. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and the, the uh, destruction of the ungodly. Excuse me. Now, where has it say something about fire? Uh, let me see. Oh, okay. It is in Isaiah chapter 24, but it's, it's beyond 6b. It's beyond the 6th verse, so it must be 7, 8, 9, 11, 12, 13. It's somewhere in there about fire. And so you may say, well, that's Old Testament. It doesn't matter. It didn't happen yet. And then even so, New Testament, Second Peter, that I just read, 3 and 7, says, by the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. So there you have it, both testaments. <clears throat> so we want to seek God more and more. We need more and more, more and more of him. Not just because there's a pandemic and stay-at-home orders and people want to go back to work. And just because of that. But this is all part of prophecy and it's part of heading towards the end of the age. Not trying to scare you, just trying to tell you reality. There's more to come. Now, First Thessalonians 4 and 10, the NIV. This is what Paul was saying to the people in Thessalonica, that's how you say it, I think. Thessalonica. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. 
Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, do so more and more. So there's not enough love you can get to somebody and say, okay, that's enough. I don't love them anymore. Our love for people in general as followers of Christ has to increase more and more. We have to love what Jesus loves. And he loves people. Now, the praise and worship team went uh, one time used this, these following verses from the Bible. I don't have it. Well, it's Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 to 9. Where Paul was saying that he counted everything else as dung, as garbage, as rubbish, so that he can win Christ. See, Paul wanted so much more of Christ until that's all he wanted. Now, what about us? Do we want more of Christ or more of the world? Do we only want Christ on Sundays? Do we still think everything should be in moderation? Including how much of the Lord we ingest? If we try to do 50-50 with the world and the Lord, it won't work. His salvation plan is not set up that way. His salvation plan is set up for you to get rid of the world, get the world out of his system. Listen to what he says, what Jesus says in St. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14 for the NASB. Enter through the narrow gate, for, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life. There are few who find it. It's a few who find it. Aren't a lot of people going back with Jesus? That's what a lot of people think. Now, of course, there's a lot of people. It's more than you and I could number. It's a number that nobody can number. But compared to the population of the earth, it's a small percentage. Unfortunately, I say most of the world isn't going to be lost. You say, well, well, just look at the verses. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is broad, that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through it. Right? Many. Remember that word, many. For the gate is small, and the way is narrow, that leads to life, and there are few who find it. So now there's the word few. So for the broad road, you got many. And for the narrow road, you got few. So which one sounds less than the other one? The saints. Less than the population of the world. That's not to discourage you, make you feel bad. That should encourage you to want to make sure you're a saint. And that you don't want to take the broad road. You want to take the narrow road. Now here's St. Luke chapter 9. Verse 62b from the complete Jewish Bible. And this is something that my pastor said kept him going right from the beginning. It kept me going right from the beginning. No one who puts his hand or her hand to to the plow and keeps looking back 
is fit to serve in the kingdom of God. So you can't, I always use the example of cutting the grass, mowing the lawn, the lawn mower. If you start cutting the grass, mowing the lawn, and you're looking behind you, you're not going to mow a straight line. It's going to be all crooked and everything. So if you're going to put your hands on the plow and say, I'm going to follow Jesus all the way, you have to mean it. You can't be looking back and say, oh, I sure miss my old life. I miss that old boyfriend. I miss that old girlfriend. I miss hanging out and getting drunk every Friday night. I miss that. So you're not fit to serve in the kingdom of God. You're looking back. That old life you lived, hopefully lived with the ED, past tense, is supposed to be, it's supposed to stay past tense. You can't be reminiscing and saying, oh, I wish I was there again. Then how serious are you for the Lord? No, when you put your hands to the plow of God, you got to keep going forward. Satan's going to try to pull you off that road make you look backwards. Don't look backwards. I remember somebody said, my altars, when, when Satan tries to bring sin in front of your face, he just swat it away like it's a fly. Just, just swat out like, no, I ain't, I ain't paying that no mind. I'm not giving that thought any entertainment. Just swat it away. He said, oh, but it's so hard. The only reason it's hard is because we're not close enough to God for him to be there to help us swat away. We think we put all we put all the weight on us. Oh, I have to swat this away myself, and uh, I can't do it. But once you start saying you can't do it, and you're saying it's so hard, of course it's gonna be hard. And of course you can't do it. You said it. You can't have the word can't in this thing. With man, it's impossible. But God, all things are possible. So you have to put God in your temptations. In your test and trial. When I say that, I mean, if you feel tested, if you feel tempted, you have to put God in there to get out of it. Nine times out of ten. Some things may be small enough for you to handle yourself, and some things are not going to be that small. One thing I was told a long time ago was, don't look down and don't look back. There's nothing back there in your old life worth going back to. And if you hold your head down, you can't see where you're going. That's that's an unnatural too. You walking down the street, you get your head down, you look on the ground, you're gonna bump into, bump into somebody. Gotta hold your head up. Now the only way to defeat sin is to have more Jesus. Stay humble and be in prayer before God. Like, more, more, more. Now, do we want more and more of God or more and more of the world? I want more and more of the world. Well, the world is fading away fast anyway. Let's remember this. This is from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses, verse 18b, the second half of it. For the things we see are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. So all this you see now here is fading away. So I told you right in the beginning, you looking for more material things? No. They're fading away. You looking for more compliments? 
No. Because where have you complimented me on is fading away. Well, how many other things you looking at? You looking at validation from people? No, because what people think about me or you doesn't mean nothing. So once again, I said, Lord, I need more of you. More spirit. More knowledge. More wisdom. I'm not talking about natural knowledge or natural wisdom from a college or university. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about God's knowledge and God's wisdom. Lord, I need more of you. More spirit, more knowledge, more wisdom, more perseverance, more courage, an active faith, and a peaceful mind, and whatever else you promise to give me in your word. See Matthew 5 and 6 once again. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, but they will be filled. So don't give up. Hold your head up. We need more of God. If we say we're saved, we need more of Him. And salvation is not what we think, it's what God says it is. I'm going to reiterate this. I don't think I said it this time. I may have said it last time. <clears throat> But I got confirmation. <laughs> it wasn't a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. Officer Francis Chan, he said he, he met with somebody and the person told him, you know, I, t- I decided one day to just read all the words of Jesus and read. And he said, boy, Jesus was direct. I was like, yeah. And then my pastor she been last Saturday and his um, encouraging little short things he does in the morning in the morning and put on the website he said you know, we, we should read the words of Jesus and read and so that's what I've been doing that's what I'm doing now reading the words of Jesus and read and we think he was a sweet tiptoe to a tulips kind of guy yeah he, 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 he's sweet he's loving but you're the reason of the things you said. <laughs> now that's when we want more and more of Jesus. Because of what he said. Because he can keep us. And he can take us through any situation. So we want more of Jesus. God bless you. Give him a smile upon you. And don't let anybody take, try to take over this course. You stay with the Lord. No man having put his hands to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of heaven. Remember that. There's nothing back there for you. It's all garbage. Let's get more Jesus in these trying times. God bless you. Amen.